0: As-salamu alaykum. welcome to Companions of the Message. So in this episode, I wanted to talk about a Sahabi by the name of Abu Dar al-Ghaffari. And he's a Sahabi who we don't often talk about, but his curiosity actually makes its way into so many hadith that we've heard. And these hadiths are so uplifting, they're the kinds of hadiths you hear and you think, wow, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so merciful, I can actually make it into the highest level of Jannah because of Allah's mercy. So just a little bit of background info on the type of person Abu Dar al-Ghaffari was he wasn't very social, so he didn't have many friends. He really kept to himself for the most part from a very young age. He was known to be very blunt, almost even harsh with his words. He was from a minority community or, you know, a marginalized group of people during that time. You know, he kind of lived on the outskirts of his city. So when Abu Dharr al-Ghafari hears that there is a man who claims that he is a prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he decides to go to Mecca and to inquire about this man. And so Abu Dar al-Ghafari bumps into Ali ibn Abi Talib. When Ali ibn Abi Talib finally takes him to the Prophet ﷺ, the first thing that Abu Dar al-Ghafari says when he walks in is, As-Salaamu Alaikum. And this is actually where we get our salaam. He's the first person to have ever said, "Assalamu salaamu Alaikum. And then he tells the Prophet, can you present Islam to me? So after the Prophet ﷺ explains everything, he accepts Islam right away in that moment. The Prophet tells him, you need to keep your Islam private because right now the Muslims are a minority. You may receive backlash from anyone who knows that you're a Muslim. This was still really early on in the Risala, and the Prophet ﷺ wanted to do anything to protect the Muslims. And so after he says this to Abu al-Ghaffari, Abu al-Ghaffari leaves, he goes outside and what does he do? The first thing that he says, Ya Ma'shar Quraysh, inni ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa anna Muhammadan Rasulullah. He does the opposite of what the Prophet tells him. As I said before, he's a very blunt, strong man. And in that moment when he proclaims his Islam, someone from Quraysh sees him, takes him, and begins to beat him until another Sahabi comes and takes him away and, you know, gives him some sort of protection. The next day, Abu Dhar al Ghafari goes outside and says the same thing. Ya ma'ashar Quraish, inni an la ilaha wa anna Muhammadan O people of Quraysh, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah and Muhammad is his messenger. And then the same exact thing happens like the day before. Someone from Quraysh comes, sees him, and begins to torture him until another Sahabi gives him protection. And so the Prophet ﷺ tells him, didn't I tell you to keep your Islam secret? And Abu Dhar al-Ghafari says to him, you know, I had to, ya Rasulallah. So Abu Dhar al-Ghafari returns to his tribe and almost his entire tribe accepts Islam. And so he was a very strong Sahabi who was able to bring so many people to Islam. He says that there is no one that the sky has shaded and the earth has ever held more truthful than Abu Dharr al-Ghafari. He was known for his honesty, right? You know, sometimes his bluntness may have been a little too blunt, a little too um, honest. But at the same time, this was a quality that the Prophet saw as admirable. So an interesting conversation between the Prophet and Abu Dharr Abu Dharr al-Ghafari wanted to have a specific position and the Prophet ﷺ told him So the Prophet told him I'm not going to give you this leadership position because you are weak Abu Dhar. and leadership is an amana, and I don't want this to be a source of regret on the day of judgment. So the Prophet ﷺ didn't give him the position that he was looking for but at the same time he praised his honesty. He praised the fact that he had this really strong, stern personality. Abu al ghafari when the Prophet told him this, he took his advice. He didn't reject the advice, he didn't you know, get up and get upset, he didn't take it personally. And I think it's a lesson for us to learn that sometimes we may not be the best person for a specific task, or we may not be the most suitable person for a position, or even a conversation. Sometimes you want to talk to someone or you want to give someone advice, you may not be the best person for that conversation. So it's important to understand that just because you are not fit for a certain position, or you are not fit for something, doesn't mean that that quality itself is a terrible quality. You can still embrace the qualities that you have, you can still embrace your personality, you can love yourself, all while knowing that someone else may do a better job. So another thing that we can learn from Abu al-Ghafari is his curiosity. He had so many questions for the Prophet there are so many hadiths narrated from the questions that he had for the Prophet. So one time the Prophet ﷺ told Abu Al ghafari Shall I not show you two qualities that are light as a burden but heavy on your scale? Meaning that these are two really easy things to do but the reward of them is great with Allah subhanahu wa Taala. So he says wa Observe good character and long periods of silence. We need to understand that texting and being on social media is still a form of communication. So if we find ourselves constantly having meaningless conversations with people, meaningless conversations with our friends, repeating the same things over and over again, possibly falling into like ghiba, backbiting, then it's important to practice this piece of advice that the Prophet gave Abu Dhar al-Ghafari. Right, to have good character and then to also practice long periods of silence. There's another time where Abu Dhar al-Ghafari asks the Prophet Wasallam. O oh, Prophet of Allah, a man loves a people but he can't keep up with them in regards to their good deeds. You find yourself surrounded by people who are constantly doing good things and you feel like you can't catch up to them. What do you do? So the Prophet responds to him, O oh, Abu al- ghafari you are with those whom you love. And then what does he say to the Prophet? He says, I love Allah and his Messenger. And then the Prophet responds, فَإِنَّكَ مَعَ Then you are with whom you love. These are the types of hadiths that were narrated because of the questions that Abu Dhar had for the Prophet a.s. He taught us to be so honest, to be so open about our curiosities, about the questions that we have. If you're going to be curious about anything, let it be about the religion that Allah subhanahu wa Taala has blessed you with. There's another time where Abu Dhar comes to the Prophet and he says, Ya Rasulullah, the rich are running away with all the hasanat. They're donating so much money and sadaqah that I can't keep up with them. I don't have that type of money to donate. And what does the Prophet say to him? He says, say subhanallah 33 times, alhamdulillah 33 times, allahu akbar 33 times, la ilaha illallah, wahdahu la sharika, lah lahul mulku, wa ala kulli shay'in qadir, after every single salah as a form of sadaqah. And so we can learn from Abu Dhar al-Ghafari to build our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through questions, through learning, through asking Ahlul Dhikr, the people of knowledge. Abu Dhar was never complacent. He was always striving to be better. His curiosity was a form of self-development. That's how he built his relationship with the Prophet and with Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I wanted to end it off with the death of Abu Dhar al-Ghafari. But before that, I wanted to mention an expedition or a journey that the Prophet and the Sahaba were on called The Journey of Tabuk. So this huge army is walking in the desert and the Prophet notices that Abu Dhar al-Ghaffari is missing and the next day he sees a man running and the Prophet says to himself, Inshallah it's Abu Dharr. And Abdullah ibn Mas'ud looks at him and he says, It is Abu Dharr. And the Prophet got so happy and he says, wahdahu wa wahdahu wa He says, May Allah have mercy on Abu Dhar. He lives alone, he will die alone, and he will be resurrected alone. This was the Prophet praising Abu Dhar al-Ghafari for his strength, for his independence. Abu Dhar was defined by being alone, by being so independent, by not needing anyone. And so we fast forward during the Khilafah of Uthman bin Affan. Abu Dhar al-Ghafari couldn't really handle the fitna that was happening. And so he says, do I have permission to live by myself away from the people? And he goes and he lives by himself with his wife and his son. So, as he was nearing his death, his wife is weeping, right? She's, she doesn't know who's going to take care of her husband's dead body once he passes away. And when he sees her crying, he comforts her and he says, The Prophet said that a group of Sahaba will take care of me and pray upon me when I pass away. And my Prophet says nothing but the truth. And so, when he passes away in the middle of nowhere, his wife wraps his body in the kafan, she carries his body outside, and she lays him down. In that moment, a group of believers come through, and it's Abdullah ibn Mas'ud and his students. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud is the same man who entered Islam during the same time that Abu Dharr al-Ghafari did. Right, so they were kind of like friends. And so he's walking by and he sees the body of Abu Dharr al-Ghafari and he starts to weep. He gets off his camel, he kisses the forehead of Abu Dharr al-Ghafari and he says, ya Abu wa'hdak wa wa'hdak wa wa'hdak." May Allah have mercy on you, O Abu Dhar. you lived on your own, you died on your own, and you will be resurrected on your own. He was repeating the same words that the Prophet said about Abu Dhar when he was praising his independence. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to have that same level of independence, that same level of curiosity, that same level of self-awareness, right? When the Prophet told him that I won't give you this position. The qualities that Abu al ghafari had are qualities that we should all try to work on and build within ourselves. I hope you guys benefited from this little Sahaba story time. See you guys next week. Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.